You're listening to episode 300 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Hawley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome to the show. You guys, I like almost have a tear in my eye because we're at episode 300, WTF, and thanks so freaking much for being here, man. I wish we could all be in a room together and just hang along. Like, we don't even have to talk about health and wellness like you can, like we, we can if you want to, but like also we could just talk about dogs and cats and the blue sky and family members and, you know, cool things that we love and the crafts and the hobbies and the unique things that you love. And, you know, we could just hang. Anyone else just feeling like they just want to freaking hang these days? That's all I want. <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you can probably tell I've been more quiet on all, all of social media, Instagram for sure, TikTok definitely, because like every time I think about going on them, and it's so funny because like I, I know I'll come back to them, but every time I think about going on them these days, I'm just like, what? What am I going to say? I either, like, it's either like, like you have to be so freaking polarizing or so polarized on social media. Even the people who are like speaking about the middle ground, like I do and, you know, other health and wellness coaches, I'm not unique. Okay. There are a lot of people who are talking about the same things I am because it's science backed. It's the general healthy habits. And like, we need more of those voices, but I almost feel like you have to be so polarized in talking about like the normal, boring, basic healthy habits, I don't know. I just the last couple of months have been like, oh my God, I roll <laughs> about like having a shtick online or like getting up in arms about this, you know, influencer saying seed oils are bad or debunking that myth in a headline. Like, it's it's so interesting. Like I think I get more riled up about feeling like I need to be riled up <laughs> than I could actually ever like get riled up about this stuff because it's just like the the end all be all to me of health and wellness isn't to get riled up anymore. And maybe it's also I'm sure it's social media in general. But also to me it's like if I'm going to be really honest with all of you, I have a really wonderful life. And like, I, I don't want to intentionally choose to get riled up on social media and like bring that energy into my day or into your day in order to quote unquote teach or educate or inform. Like, I just can't quite believe that that to me, that's like not that's not me being in my wellness and that isn't necessarily me sharing my wellness or view of wellness or idea of wellness with you. Does that make sense? <laughs> Maybe I just need another nap. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I've been quieter on social media and anytime I do pop on there, it just know like it is when I have that like 
there is something I want to speak on where I am coming from a place of curiosity or investigation or my own inner peace and contentedness and wellness. Like, because I haven't not been on there, but when I do, just know it's like it's coming from that place. Because to me, that feels like a great place I want to share from. And I hope I hope that that resonates with you because yeah, like social media. Let's have it be. I'm all for the information. <laughs> but I'm also for the fun and fun is being real let's not forget yeah I feel like there's almost like a fighting energy you have to come to social media with if you want to get your message to be like at the same level as people who are fighting either with their really specific wellness takes or just like their loud voices and I, I think some people do this really well like I know I watch certain videos online where someone is like not only debunking a pretty like poor health and wellness claim but they do it from a place of right research and explaining why that research is more like scientifically backed research right it's not as cherry-picked as maybe other research that they're debunking or they're tying it into real life and maybe I'll get to that point with my videos and maybe I'm just a hippie at heart <laughs> that is like, holy cannoli, we are in our heads way too much about this stuff. If you're having to debunk research article after article, also to me, I'm like, that is so in the weeds. And for most of us, that is the opposite energy that we could be coming to this subject around. And that's probably why I love the podcast so much, because even though my episodes aren't super duper long, right? We're usually not doing 30 minute, 45 minute, 60 minute, unless it's an interview and I'm diving deep with someone. Very often, as you've probably realized, my episodes are between, what, 12 minutes and 20 minutes for the most part. So it's really nice to have that amount of time to be more conversational about our health and wellness habits, about our thinking and our feeling and our physiology and our psychology, so I think that's why I really like the podcast because I get personally get more time to speak without having it be such quips and sound clips that I think these days is really what just what is compelling on social media platforms. So thank you for being here. <laughs> just sharing that because I'm sitting down again being like, ah, I, I had a lot of like shoulds I was moving through the last couple of months with posting on social media because it's like well I love to connect there and it nothing is sweeter in life than when something that you've shared like when I get a message from one of you or from a client where they're like hey this thing we've been working on or this thing that you shared like I took it and I rolled with it and my life is better because I made that choice and like that acknowledgement that that was in some way shape or form supported by something that I did like oh not literally nothing so far has <laughs> been sweeter in life in this arena than just knowing that you positively impacted someone's life anyway you guys we're at episode 300 what the heck Last week we talked about compassionate clarity and this week what I wanted to speak on and share with you about is the idea that the more boring ahead of time we can make a choice that we're choosing to repeat 
daily and weekly. Think, exercise, strength training, (laughs) noticing our portions on our plates and being intentional in those choices. The more ahead of time we're open to letting those be boring, to me, I think that's a really cool portal and kind of doorway to step into lifestyle change with. Um, When I look back on the times that I've lost weight, so I had my big weight loss when I was a teenager, and then because I didn't have complete and total (laughs) nutritional, like I didn't have the knowledge I have now, I went through phases of gaining some weight back and then losing it, and sometimes those were intentional choices, um, on both ends to gain weight and also to lose weight. And sometimes that they also just like ebbed and flowed with what I was doing in my life, right? Like there was a time I was working at a coffee shop and I had long shifts where I wasn't necessarily like probably eating as much as I had when I was in classes or studying a lot. Um, I, I biked to that coffee shop job and that like, you know, it was over a summer and so naturally like dropped some weight, but it wasn't intentional. It was just due to like lifestyle changes. And on and on. So when I think back, especially to the times though that I did intentionally lose some weight, like leading up to getting married, I had like so a year and a half ago, well, almost two years ago because I got married like a year and a half ago, I was like, okay, like I'd like to drop a little because that wouldn't feel nice for me. And so I was extremely intentional. I had an intentional calorie deficit. I was intentional with getting the same amount of movement every day. Um, (laughs) Getting these, generally having a protein goal and generally having my um, carbs and fats be fairly balanced within the calorie deficit. And I was extremely consistent. Now, here's the thing, though. As I look back, right, now that that was basically, I started that almost two years ago and did that for about five months at that time uh, and then hit my goal and then maintained the goal um (laughs) the 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 stuff that had me continue those habits they weren't how do I put this it wasn't the motivation which you've probably heard before if you're listening to this podcast you've probably heard other people say don't rely on motivation, rely on discipline, rely on determination to get you to your goals. I actually think the more boring we can make a habit so that it is something not that you forget about doing, but that you forget that you are doing it, the more you on-ramp yourself to lifestyle changes. And that's exactly what I have felt has been a success for me when I've looked back on my intentional weight loss journeys. It They never felt extreme because they didn't come along with the side of self-hatred, extreme deprivation, extreme restriction. There was literal restriction in terms of here is a calorie amount I'm choosing to not eat over. And it came in the form of structure in terms of here is the amount of movement I'm choosing to get daily and weekly so that I don't behaviorally start to compensate for the deficit that I'm eating in. Because 
it's really natural and normal that if you're eating less food, your body will fidget less. You might be more, you know, inclined to sit on the couch, like nothing bad or scary. But that's why when you, like, before I sat down to record this episode, I was scrolling on the Facebooks and I saw a headline about um, GLP-1 medications and how the people who use those and then come off of the medications, how they maintain their weight loss after coming off the medication, if they're choosing to do so, and the people who pair exercise habits, behaviors, with those GLP-1 medications and then coming off the medications a year post being off the medication, they are the ones who maintain their weight. And I love that that information is getting out there and also that headline made it sound really dramatic and groundbreaking. It's not. They had a lifestyle change that they then maintained. There are side effects to exercise that are holistically beneficial for our mental wellness and also for things like our appetite and our satisfaction to help us sleep better at night. Like there's a whole cascade, um, kind of a beautiful snowball effect of why consistently prioritizing exercise is going to be supportive and almost complete the loop of helping you maintain a weight that you have achieved. So it sounds really groundbreaking, but once you actually look at it, especially from a healthy habit standpoint, it really makes sense that it's just regulating for your body because as a human our bodies were made to move they weren't made to move too little they weren't made to move too much unless you have other lifestyle habits that are supporting you with that extreme athleticism anyway as i was sitting down to record this i was like what would be nice because 300 is a cool number so what would be a nice episode what would be a nice subject to reiterate And I was like, okay, on other, like, I can't remember now what I did for episode 200, but I know for episode 100, I shared part of my story of how I lost weight, how I did that, blah, blah, blah. My my history, right, weight weight fluctuations, why I think my weight was higher. I just shared my story. Because I I typically tend not to like to. I'll share personal anecdotes if I think they're helpful. But for the most part, this is a show for you. It's not for me to just freaking talk about myself all the time. (laughs) I find that boring. (laughs) But when I do think about what has been most impactful for me, it is the really boring stuff. And I hope that that is what comes across because what, honestly, like that's, it's so, it's such a elegant solution to the absolute vitriol and um, energy that I think comes with the health and wellness dialogue. And I think a lot of people think that how to quiet the noise of the health and wellness dialogue is to like fight against it, push back from it. And to me, it's so much more about just like releasing. It's allowing it to be talked about and it's allowing it, just as I was saying before, right? It's a practice. It's about allowing people, including yourself, to have thoughts, to have opinions, to have days that feel easier, to have days that feel harder, and to step away from the judgment. That doesn't mean stepping away from noticing, and that doesn't mean stepping away from decision-making, 
if you want health and wellness for yourself, I think it comes with a lot of decisions. But to me, the idea is that consistent intentionality with the choices that you want, if you're looking to have something different happen, like losing weight, right? That's different than maintaining and that's different than gaining. If you want that difference to occur, to me, one of the superpowers is to make it really, really boring. So that can mean on-ramping, right? Maybe that means choosing to work out one day a week for a month, six weeks. Once you've accomplished that, right? It's so boring. You're like, well, I could do another two. I, I could do three days a week. I could just do it. But why don't you just start with one day a week? Make it so boring. Make it so doable. And then you've done that. Right? Build, not even build your confidence, but just build the, build the congruence into your life, your healthful life, your peaceful life, your contented life. Because if there's anything I've learned, getting all up in arms about yourself or wellness or comparing yourself to other people or what you think you should have by now or what you think you did have and now you lost it and now like... That entire thought process is all thinking. And your thinking is not you. Your thinking is a thing that happens because you're a human and you have the physiology of having a beautiful brain that thinks thoughts. That's it. It can be as simple as that. And thoughts are different than basic healthy habits. So I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is twofold. One, Allowing healthy habits to be unramped or built into your life in a really boring way. The more boring you can make it, the more sustainable it's going to be. And I just mean boring in terms of implementation. I don't mean boring in terms of like being really proud of yourself as you're accomplishing it. I don't mean boring in terms of something that you roll your eyes at. I, I mean just like, oh, I don't even want to use, I need, where's my thesaurus? <laughs> I, need, I need a thesaurus here. I mean boring in terms of like, I don't really want to say the word neutral either because I think the word neutral is not so neutral for a lot of people anymore. I'm just going to stick with boring. And if there's a word that you think applies more, shoot me a message and let me know. Or, or if there's just one that you want to keep for yourself, that's beautiful too. But the more boring we make the habits, <laughs> you're probably like, Lucia, I get it. You've said it 15 times. That's the point. The more boring we make it, the less personal it is. And the less personal the habit is, the more it's just there for us versus something for us to use against or even for ourselves. Remember that the healthy habits are just tools in your toolkit, your, your toolbox, your garage, your craft room. They're just there for you. Some might be more applicable in certain circumstances. You might have 90% of the tools there and there's just that last 10% that you know, oh, if I integrate this, life might just be that much sweeter. My brain might feel that much more calm. I might feel that much more um, confident in myself that even on the harder days and even on the easier days, I have this beautiful lifestyle that I fall back on. It doesn't mean anything about me. And I utilize it because I know that those choices are powerful. So and that's what I want to leave you with this week. Thank you so, so much for being here. 
As always, it's an absolute honor and a pleasure to be sharing these thoughts with you. And yeah, enjoy your week and we'll talk next week. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know it's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com. That's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.